Hey, you take your good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of life. The facts of fucking life. Now, I'll tell you the facts of life. You wake up, you eat a good meal, you take a shit, you fuck your girl, and you die. Those are the facts of life. Get used to it, wankers. This is Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by AdamandEve.com. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, D. Simon. Guten Tag. I'm Lance Wackerly. Bitte. So, Wacker, <laughs> uh, I'm back. Back from my Euro travels. Uh, did you miss me? Not really. No, not at all. Uh, I think the fans probably did, but uh, I little a little bit. Do did um, you get me anything? Hell no. Actually, I did. I did. I'll, next time really? I see you, yeah, Jack Daniel's chocolate bar. It's my Straight gift to you. From Germany. From Germany, yeah. It's a Jack so Daniel's authentic. chocolate bar from Germany. Which I, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna have to get this from Wackley because he doesn't drink enough alcohol. I think he needs to eat alcohol confections as well. I think it's good for him. I'm glad you're finally seeing it my way. So, Wacker, uh, just judging by the sound of your voice, you don't sound as angry as aggro anymore. I think it might be the dulcet tones of my voice that soothes your anger. Am I correct? Yeah, right. You're like the music that soothes the savage beast. I, a, I always wonder if it's like if it soothes, if my voice soothes your anger or brings you that much closer to the boiling point. You never know. I would vote for soothing. <laughs> I don't feel angry right now. Well, you're lucky I'm here. You really are lucky I'm here because if it was any if it was up to those limeys, I would still be over there. I barely made my flight. I barely made my flight after spending my one night in Limey Land. Which so I you think- just went you went to England uh the London just to get shit faced with the fans? <laughs> you know, okay, let me let me step back a bit and give you my perception of initial perception of what was going to happen that night. And okay. I'm redubbing that night because I named it D's one night in Limey Land. I think I'm going to change it now to let's play how to turn D into a drunk, stumbling retard because that's what I happened. I like I like the progression of photos that I've seen. I wish there was an official sort of before you standing outside the bar and then after standing outside the bar. You know, that's, I've I've actually good. been assembling some of these photos. I'm going to post them on the website, and you can you can see the progression of how much drunker I get just by like the one eye that's closed, like half shut. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can see my half... It looks like I'm almost having a stroke. Like, I kind of start looking like Stallone a little bit, you know? <laughs> but uh, anyway... Is that what happens when you drink so much Pims? <laughs> you get a Pims that's what stroke? When, that's what happens when you mainline Pims. <laughs> so, okay. So, so what, what ended up happening here is it was my last night. You know, I went, we, uh, I went with my girlfriend on a, almost a two-week trip to Europe. We went to Berlin, went to Prague. And the last night, we were going to be in England just for one night because we had a layover. And so I made a shout out to fans and saying, hey, you know what? We're going to be at this one bar in Camden Town called The World's End. You know, come on out. So I'm thinking, mm-hmm. you know, probably what? Like maybe three 40-year-old virgins will show up and one like, you know, snaggle-toothed, like 
you know, street hooker will come in, and that's about it. And they'll be wearing sick and wrong shirts, and I'll be like, ah, ha, ha, you know. We'll have a nice time, like, eating some bangers and mash, you know, mm. drinking a pint or two, maybe discussing the finer details of the royal wedding. You know, I'll be back home. brandy over there? Isn't that the sophisticated thing to do? Is Would it? you like some brandy? Yeah, okay, maybe, maybe a snifter of brandy instead of a A snifter, of a, a that's pint. what it is. A snifter of brandy, and we discussed, you know, the, the impending royal wedding, and then I'd be back in bed at 11, and I'd, you know, wake up from my flight, and be fine. Mm. And, you know, I, I, you know, I'm American. I know how to handle my liquor. I know how to drink properly. I'm a 36-year-old American. Right. You know what, Wackerly, I, I couldn't be more wrong. I, seriously, they are fucking insane over there, and I'm not doing this to... You know, to uh, satiate their pride or whatever, they are fucking insane. They are they are alcohol swilling lunatics. All of them. Well, you're kind of like the JV. Does the does the varsity team need to go over there? I.e., me. I, you know, Wackerly. I'm just giving you a warning. I think you should experience it, but they are alcohol swilling maniacs. Did you you saw the pictures of what they did to me? I mean, yeah. you know, in a say they drink alcohol. They they do shots and strange disquieting ways, ways that we would never think of here in the States. Like, you know, we, we do a shot, we go to a bar, we'll get, you know, some some Stella. They, they drink a lot of Stella there, so I was happy with good, that. Good, good. I mean, copious amounts of Stella. I, I probably had like five in front of me every time. Uh-huh. And, uh, and uh, yeah, and then you get a shot of Jim Beam, Stella Jim Beam, just kind of pour it down. They do shots in weird, unsettling, strange, limey ways I've never even heard of. Especially, now, are we talking about like a car bomb where you drop the shot in the Guinness and then drink the whole thing? Or is this even more stuff that I've never heard of? Okay, no, we did do that. We did okay. that. But, you know, that's kind of like the, uh, you know, the first tier. Like, we did that one. <laughs> that, that was fine. And then this, this, these train driver guys, these guys that operate the trains, one of them in particular, whose voice kind of sounded to me like Bricktop, but then again, I was really intoxicated, so everyone kind of sounded like Bricktop from uh, Snatch to me. <laughs> But, um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, th- this guy was like, he kept Can we get me. a little brick top? So, pe- so people maybe who don't know who you're talking about can know what you're talking about. You know, I, I'm just going to butcher it, but it was just like, <laughs> come here, day, Simon, you're going to be drink. Okay, not brick top, the hitcher. They sound like the okay. hitcher to me. The hitcher right. from Mighty Boosh. More of a cockney oh, okay. thing. Maybe kind of a mixture, like a, a, a pigeon version of both. All right. But but this guy kept giving me these uh these feeding me these like red schnapp cinnamon type of shots. And then this other dude, I think his name's Dwayne from the forum, he gets a shot, pours it in a glass, and I don't know if it was it was some kind of clear liquid. It might have been ever clear for all I know. He's lighting the bottom of the glass with his lighter, pouring it into another glass, pouring it into another glass, then we down the shot and I mean it's hot. It's hot alcohol. He flips the glass over and then stick a straw in there and suck up the alcohol fumes. Who does that? Wow. Have you ever heard of that? Like you inhale the fumes? I've never done that. It's like hitting a bass pipe. It was limey crack <laughs> is what that was. They were making me do limey crack. And you know what? Do they, they have a name for that little process? Or? You know, I have no idea. We'll you know, I, I, I imagine they call that just normal way of life in England or something. I don't know, living. <laughs> I, I have no idea. But, but seriously, it's like they take it way too far. And it's exactly like what Bill Hicks said about Keith Richards. You know, we take it far. Americans, we take it far. We push it all the way to the edge, but there's right. an edge, there's a ledge over the edge. And that's where the limeys are all standing. And they're looking up at you being like, you're not drinking anymore. That's a load of bollocks. Here's another shot and a pint of wife beater, mate. You're drinking some more. 
And that's how they were the whole night. I mean, there's so like they a, really wanted to see you in the gutter, face down, yeah, with your girlfriend, or, with your girlfriend crying over. You know, I was a little disappointed that my girlfriend actually, uh, you know, my girlfriend didn't um, didn't try to like rein me in a bit because who knows what could have happened. They brought out the beast. They brought it on. They made me into a stumbling drunk retard. <laughs> the slurring red everything came out. You know, a couple <laughs> a couple of the people were actually genuinely concerned. Like, is D going to be okay? Because he could barely walk anymore. <laughs> you know, I wasn't making any sense. Actually, you know what, Wackerly? To attest to this, listen, listen to this one call here. Here's a really drunk D. Simon. A call at the beginning of the show? This is an outrage. <laughs> so this is one of the train driver guys who called in. So here, here's D. Simon, rather intoxicated. Hey, um, this is a message for Lance Wackerly. I'm here with D and some other... Um, um, retrobates, and um, I just wanted to say that Lance, listening to your voice, it's like wiping my bum with silk, and that really tickles D. So, yeah. And here's D. Say hi, D. Lance, seriously, it is like wiping my bum with silk. When I hear your voice, I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> it's like silk. <laughs> See you later, buddy. Bye. There you go, there, Wackerly. I mean, you've heard me like that before. I wasn't even making sense anymore. Not very often. That was that was at some other level. Yeah, no, I was definitely uh, extremely drunk. But no, I had. But all in all, I had a great time. I mean, I did get home at like four in the morning. Barely made my flight the next day. Got up at like nine. I didn't even set my alarm. Got up at nine. Freaked out. You know, one of those like panics of like, oh my god, reality sets in. Right. I have a flight in half an hour. Like, grabbed my girlfriend, jumped on a cab, and we actually ended up making the flight. And I passed out on most of the way, puked on the flight twice. Thank you, Limeys. <laughs> did you make it to the bathroom, or did you use the little bag? No, I made it to the bathroom. I, I, I had the bag, though. I was holding the bag the whole time, like, cradling it to my breast just in case <laughs> I was going to have to use it. It was, a, it was a pretty sight. But all in all, I had a great time, and thank you, everybody, for showing up. Like, I mean, there must have been like 20, 15, 20 people that showed up. It was uh, a good, ruckus time had by all. Uh, they got mm-hmm. me proper drunk, and they gave me some cool gifts. Um, one of the guys, I think his name is Topath from the forum, made me a Coke spoon, a little spoon. Oh. I can, uh, if, I, if I had that, Does I probably... Does it have a picture of the queen on it? You know, it should. I was hoping it would have the, uh, the royal couple, but uh, and unfortunately... It doesn't. It, it has a picture of like some kind of like weird Thundercats-looking eye on it. But it's still cool, and I appreciate that. And uh, Fanny and Marco gave me uh, a book called Cinema Sewer, The Adults' Only Guide to History's Sickest and Sexiest Films. So they said I had to loan it to you, so I'm definitely going to have to do that. So thanks to all the Limeys for coming out. and had a really good time. And, uh, yeah, you know what? I think uh, maybe uh, the varsity level might have to join them. Lance Wackerly might have to go hang out with some of the Limeys in a couple months. Aren't you? Aren't you we'll going see. To, when I, are you still going Yeah, I'm going to be there uh, around the middle of June. So yeah. I might try to announce my presence via Twitter while I'm there, just where we're going to be. I don't, know, I don't know how much forethought I'm going to give into a, a big gala affair. Well, you'll probably be better than me because uh, I ended up being like a half hour late. <laughs> didn't even that, That's one of the reasons why I was so drunk because we didn't even have time to eat dinner. So it was just like we right. showed up. But I mean, I, I seriously was not expecting that many cool people to show up. So great good time. It was a good time. Any, good any, time. any good women? Trip. Any single women there? Yeah, there were some hot chicks there, Wacker. I oh, think, really? Yeah, I think you might have some chances. I don't know. <laughs> and they drink a lot, that's for sure. The birds get drunk there. Okay. 
But all in all, I had a good time. I mean, uh, I wish I would have spent a little bit more time in the UK, but I did spend ample time in Berlin, and that is probably one of the strangest cities I think I've ever been to. I think you How should come? check it out. It's well, you know, Berliners in particular, but I think Germans, all you know, overall, aren't the most friendliest people in the world. Like I've noticed that it's like they're they're not like totally like oh my god you're American wow you guys are really cool let me uh-huh. uh, let me introduce you to my culture it's it's definitely not like that and especially like wow you look like you're Jewish and you're American I hate you <laughs> <laughs> did you have a black turtleneck on maybe that would have helped you know I wonder if I had a black turtleneck and wore these glasses yeah. started doing that little dance the sprocket dance maybe the sprockets dance well it's kind of like doing that secret handshake i think they do their secret sprockets dance and then you're kind of in the club but no i don't know it so i was never actually in the club but god do they drink a lot of beer there we certainly really? do a lot of beer yeah i drink more beer than i think i've ever had in my entire life i've, I've drank my weight in beer like three times even the avant-garde bohemians drink a lot of beer that's odd to me because women beer yeah. men you know, you know what was odd? Like, we went to a bar, and we're like, uh, could, um, could I have a vodka soda? And they're like, what? Like, a vodka <laughs> with soda or tonic or something. He's just like, Voss is, Voss is uh, why with vodka? And they just give you a shot. Like, they, they'd never heard of putting anything else with the vodka. Because all they really like serve is beer. Place. I think I'm going to like this place. No, I, I think you would actually kind of enjoy it. But <laughs> beyond that, though, what a strange twisted history though that that city has it's like you know you had nazism you know in like the 1930s you had hitler that controlled that city they Mm. you know killed all the jews i think in my my personal opinion and observation i think that's when germans lost the ability to smile like humor Mm. died when they gassed all the woody allens and the jerry seinfelds and uh i mean they, they have no one to blame for themselves but that and so I, I don't think anyone really <laughs> jokes over there. <laughs> I think there's like German humor. Were you able? Yeah, I was going to ask. Were you able to sample any German sitcoms while you were in the hotel or anything like that? Yeah, no. There's no English TV, so you see it. <laughs> but you know what they do? They take American sitcoms and dub over the voices, like Two and a Half Men, oh, uh, The really? Simpsons. Yeah, The Simpsons <laughs> was my favorite because you hear a German trying to do Apu's accent. It's <laughs> serious. <laughs> I, you know, I took a, 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 a video of it off to put it on the forum or on the website. But it's do they hilarious. get do they get the whole Uter character, or do they just think that that's the normal kid? <laughs> <laughs> I think they actually kind of identify with Uter right. because uh, Uter and uh, what's what's the guy that's the, that's like Schwarzenegger? Oh, McBain. Uh, McBain. McBain. Yeah, I don't know why he has an Irish name. But. Dude, all Germans are like McBain. But what's so strange about it, it's like, so you had that Nazi history, and then after that, you had the, the wall, you know, during communism set up, and the city's divided. And then now it's just kind of like there's a bunch of people who are like, wow, we have such a fucked up past, but now we're young, and it's kind of like New York now. Mm-hmm. But, but still strange, though, because you know a lot of those people there. Like, that's what I kept wondering. It's, there aren't that many Jews. I didn't see any Hasids. I didn't see anybody with the beards or the hats or anything like that. I mean, they, they definitely overcompensate for what they did to the Jews. Because I was looking around trying to find, like, one trace of Nazism. Like, maybe one building left over. A remnant of Hitler's bunker. Couldn't find anything. A, a swastika flag that they forgot to take down. <laughs> oh, that is still there? Yes, I, we did not notice that. Ach, Himmel, I forgot about that one. <laughs> Dude, they erased everything. There's no talk about it. There's no joking about it. I made a joke at a bar about it, and the guy just kind of gave me this like serious look of like, really? You want to go there? Not funny. 
Like it was just, there's no Hitler jokes. And so I was just wondering, I'm like, how can they just erase this this history? I ended up going online and finding the actual location of Hitler's bunker where he committed suicide. Right. It's now a parking lot for like a <laughs> low income housing project. Really? And then uh, I found this one museum, which if anyone ever goes to Berlin, I recommend checking it out. It's called the Topography of Terror. And it's built on the site of uh, the SS like interrogation building where like Himmler worked and interrogated mm-hmm. and tortured people. And so this museum actually does, does detail Nazi history. They don't have like, you know, cool Nazi rides like to the concentration camps or anything like that. Or like a, you know, a, you know, a bouncy castle gas chamber or anything. I mean, that would be cool, but it wasn't like that. It was just a bunch of like pictures, but cool pictures. And, uh, so I went and checked that out, but that's it. And this museum was built like 10 years ago. No one talks about it. Like, no one even wants to mention it. So I'm wondering, like, do you think a lot of those people, their grandparents probably were Nazis? Probably, yeah. How would you feel about that if you found out that your grandfather was, like, a member of the Waffen-SS? My grandpa was fighting the Nazis, goddammit! <laughs> I, I don't know. My grandpa was kind of a dick, uh, but I don't think he was a Nazi. <laughs> But I mean, <laughs> as a German, overtly. as a German, I bet you a lot of people there, like our age, are probably like, you know, they they go up in the attic and they're like, wow, here's Grandpa's SS uniform. Whoa, here's a bunch of like dead juice skulls. God, this is crazy. I'm putting this on eBay. <laughs> well, isn't uh, the Pope was a Nazi, right? He's a member of Hitler Youth. Yeah, yeah. he was. I think he if I found that, that, he had to be right. Well, I think if so. I'm I, sure there's a lot of you had to be justification. Oh, everybody was in it, and they didn't really believe in it, but you know. But it was going, you know what a lot of people I think tend to say there, and I'm, you know, I didn't get to talk to too many Germans about it because they won't discuss it, but I think a lot of people said we didn't know what was going on. Like we knew stuff was going on, stuff was happening, but ignorance is no excuse. It was going so on in I, I realize I can't wear a swastika t-shirt, like that'll get me thrown in jail, but what if I just trim my mustache down to a Hitler mustache and walk around and force people to confront the issue? You know, I was wondering about that, like... <clears throat> if uh, you know, if you if you try, you know tried to like pull a joke about it or do something, I think you'd be mm. put in jail. There's no right. joking about the Holocaust. There's no denying the Holocaust. Mm. I mean, they make they make their kids like when they're in elementary school go visit concentration camps so they can remember what happened. That's why deep Field down trip. inside, well, deep <laughs> down inside, I think they really do resent Jews. I think they do. Did I you think, see any skinheads? Skinheads? No, but. Uh, but I guess like the uh, the minority that's persecuted against, there's a lot of like Turkish or Armenian people there, and there's a lot mm-hmm. like in the low income area. Like I noticed in Kreuzberg, you see a lot of uh, like Armenian people, and I think those people are like the new minority that they they persecute. Uh huh. Well, the Turks hate the Armenians, so it's got to be one or the other. Or... It must. I think it. <clears throat> I think the uh, people there are the uh, the Turks. I mm. think. But it's interesting. One thing that I. I noticed real quick before we move on here with the show is that at this museum, they're talking about all the different companies and corporations who benefited from their collaboration with Nazis. And I was surprised at some of these uh, names that came up because I was like, really? Well, I'm going to go have to throw out some of my products here because I had I no idea. Say, are, these, are these many fine products we know and love and use every day? <laughs> well, okay, listen to this. This is from a website called 11points.com. And I guess... Um, it, uh, <clears throat> a few years ago, I don't know if you remember this, a German insurance company called Alliance was going to buy the naming rights to the New York Giants and Jets football stadium. Did you hear about mm-hmm. this? Uh, I don't remember this at all. 
Okay, well, it happened, uh, I think, in like 2009. Well, uh, Jewish okay. groups you know, lost their shit. The Anti-Defamation League. As they do. <laughs> the ADL came to, uh, you know, started saying, it's an insult. You know, it's putting their name in lights for generations to come. Well, it turns out Alliance um, actually insured Auschwitz. Their CEO was one of Hitler's advisors. And during the Holocaust, instead of paying life insurance benefits to Jews, they just sent the money straight to the Nazis. So, uh, <laughs> so they still paid out the policies, but they sent them to the Nazis. They sent them to the Nazis. Yeah. So, so, any- so if somebody throws you in a concentration camp, and they also get they gas you, they gas your whole family. So all these people who were your the, well, who's going to get designated, the money? Yeah. they're the designated dependents of the policy. Oh, they're dead too. Oh, I guess we'll just <laughs> give it to the people who ran the concentration camp. That makes a lot of sense. So, uh, so it makes sense here that uh, you know the. The, the Jews were kind of upset. They were a little perturbed by this, and it turns out um, Alliance mm-hmm. did not. Alliance did not end up naming uh, the New York Giants and uh, football stadium. Now, so, uh, I see a lot of Jewish people driving Mercedes Benz. Are they uh, going to get thrown in this list? You know, Mercedes Benz did not make the list, but Volkswagen did. Mm-hmm. Volkswagen. I know a lot of Jewish. I know a lot of less lesser affluent Jewish people who drive Volkswagens. They exactly. Love those Jettas. Well, check this out. Volkswagen here uh, was designed by Ferdinand Porsche, uh, the man behind the Volkswagen and the Porsche. He met oh. with Hitler in 1934 to discuss the creation of a people's car, which is the translation of Volkswagen. You want a car made out of Jewish people's corpses? It sounds brilliant! <laughs> no, 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 no. A car for the people. <laughs> not made out of Jewish people's parts. It's well, not made break out of that people. idea down, too. <laughs> Hitler told Porsche to make a car with a streamlined shape, like a Beetle. And that's the genesis of the Volkswagen Beetle. It wasn't just designed for Nazis. Hitler named it. And during Wait, did, World you War- just say, did you just say Hitler came up with the Beetle shape? Yeah, he wanted a streamlined shape. Like something that you could really just easily just plow through a ghetto and run over as many Jews as possible. Because if you had a car that was really flat, they'd get stuck in like the, the front grate, you know? Can you make it look like a beetle and have uh, giant pinches on the front <laughs> to pinch the Jews, children? During World War II, it's believed that as many as four out of every five workers at Volkswagen plants were Jewish slave laborers. Ferdinand Porsche even had a direct connection to Heinrich Himmler, one of the leaders of the SS to directly request slaves from Auschwitz. So think about wow. that, uh, young Jewish indie rockers. When uh, you're driving your little Volkswagen Beetle around, um, it's probably built with the blood of your ancestors. Okay. How about this here, Wackerly? I know you're a big fan of Hugo Boss. Well, uh, I love I love the Hugo Boss suits, Hugo Boss, the perfumes, the, 19... the colognes, everything. In the 1930s, Hugo Boss started making all of the Nazi uniforms. The reason Hugo Boff himself had joined the Nazi party and got a contract to make the Hitler Youth Stormtrooper and SS uniforms. Mm. I wish they still made those today. Unfortunately, they don't. They make really expensive suits instead. Uh, it was a huge boon for Hugo. Uh, he got the contract eight years after founding his company, and that infusion of business helped take the company to another level. In fact, the manufacturing went so well that he ended up needing to bring in slave laborers from Poland and France to help out at the factory. Like a boss, as it were. Exactly. How about a Kodak, Wacker? I'm sure you have a Kodak camera out there. I used to. I don't think I have one anymore, but you know, it's digital cameras these days. During World War II, Kodak's German branch used slave laborers from concentration camps. Um, Wilhelm Kepler, one of Hitler's top economic advisors, had deep ties in Kodak. 
When uh, Nazism began, Kepler advised Kodak and several other U.S. companies that they'd benefit by firing all of their Jewish employees. I'd like to say that they're wrong with that. <laughs> um, well, if you fire them from their salaried position, then you get them back as a slave. I would say that that's an economic plus for the company. Yeah, I guess that would actually kind of work. Got to serve the stockholder's interest. How about Bayer? Uh, Bayer, the manufacturer of aspirin here. Uh, during the Holocaust... Bayer, Bayer has a big uh, f- manufacturing uh, base or whatever uh, presence in the city of Berkeley. You might yeah. like to know. Well, I think a lot of Berkeley residents might like to know this little tidbit, this little fact here. During the Holocaust, a German company called IG Farben manufactured Zyklon B gas used in the Nazi gas chambers. They also funded and helped uh, Mengele's experiments on uh, concentration camp prisoners. Farben, that's, very, that's, that's very close. The name of that company is very close to the company that I was going to start, which is a little disturbing. Disturbing. IB Farben. IB Farben. What do you manufacture at IB Farton? I haven't figured that out yet, but I do have the name um, patented. It's it's Co- a good copyrighted. One. I, I would like one of your shirts or possibly your business card if I if you made any yet. Uh, um, I'm I'm still working on the design and the actual motto. <laughs> if anybody can call in with a suggestion. IB Farton is the company. I mean, IG Farben is the company that turned <laughs> the single largest profit from work with the Nazis. Um, after the war, the, the war, the company broke up, and Bayer was one of its divisions. Uh, Aspirin mm. was actually founded by a Bayer employee, Arthur Eichengrun, who was Jewish. But Bayer didn't want to admit that a Jewish guy created the product that keeps their company in business. So to this day, they give the credit to Felix Hoffman, an Aryan man. Still and to this day? I mean, like, the, what, the country of Germany hasn't acknowledged it? They still have not acknowledged it. Or the company of Bayer, you're saying, has not. Wow, that's that's the company of Bayer. Just they they haven't given credit to where credit is due. And uh, finally, here Siemens, Siemens, uh, Siemens Company. What, what are they? That's they... Uh, that's very close to my my other company name. <laughs> Actually, it's the exact same thing, different spelling, <laughs> same pronunciation though. Yeah. And uh, but I think you guys manufacture different products. <laughs> um, but they they do what industrial machinery? What what does Siemens do? Yeah, building controls, industrial control. I think they have their 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 German hands in a lot of issues and technologies. So they took slave laborers during the Holocaust and had them construct the gas chambers that would kill them and their families eventually. Hmm. They're big winners here. Uh, yeah. Siemens also has the single biggest post-Holocaust moment of insensitivity of any of the companies on the list. In 2001... They tried to trademark trademark the word Zyklon, which means cyclone in German, to become the oh. name an, in a new line of products, including a line of gas ovens. Uh, Zyklon, really? of, <laughs> Zyklon, of course, being the name of the poison gas that they use in the gas chambers. A week, la- a week later, after several watchdog groups uh, freaked out, they withdrew the application. They said they had no idea. They never saw the connection between Zyklon B gas and their proposed Zyklon line of products. Fire the PR guy immediately. Yeah, immediately there. So there you and go. Hire, and hire I.B. Farton, public relations. <laughs> <laughs> so as you can see, the, the Holocaust left an indelible remark on the, uh, on, the, on the German people. There's a mark mm-hmm. there that they can't be erased. So why not embrace it? I think what we should do, Wackerly, is uh, petition the government to see if we could do a Nazi tour. I'm surprised that they don't Petition have a Nazi the German tour. government. Yeah, I'm surprised that they don't have something like that there. 
Like, you know, here's where Hitler used to go to the bathroom. Here's, you know, uh, Himmler's uh, gay bookstore where he got a blowjob. It's like I'm surprised they didn't actually, they don't have, like, the, it, instead they just ignore that section, that, that section of history. Well, you know how in San Francisco they give those tours, it's like actually a bus, but it's made up to look like a cable car, even though it's not really a cable car. Can we have a bus that looks like one what? of those trains, you know? <laughs> The trains that they loaded Jews on? Yeah, actually, I think that would be yeah. kind of cool. So the the people that pay to go on our tour, they have to just peek through the little slat. You know, I it adds personally, the experience. personally, I think they they do this because obviously they, they feel shame and guilt for what happened. But I think if you give the average German any leeway, if you're like, you know what, fuck the Jews, we don't care anymore, I bet you they'd make Auschwitz into like a theme park. Mm-hmm. I think they really a water would. Water park? A water park. I think there would be water rides. I think there would be some roller coasters. I think mm-hmm. if a German had his way, that's what they would do. How about a Ferris wheel? <laughs> French. Might actually happen. I don't know. Well, people, I, th- I think you should go check out Berlin. It's a, it's a fascinating city. Prague was cool, too. Got really drunk there. But the UK, I wish I would have had a little more time. And uh, thank you to the podcast fans who showed up. Had a, had a fine time getting drunk with them. Hopefully, you'll get to meet Wackerly in a couple months. So, people, this is episode 274 here, Sick and Wrong. Um, we're all jumbled. It's, it's been a hodgepodge of, uh, of podcasting going on here recently. But I, I think we need a recap of a show a couple weeks ago, which was uh, episode 272. Did we ever? I'm not even sure if we ever announced who won that episode. So No, I, I certainly didn't in my little venture last week. <laughs> <laughs> Which got mixed reviews, by the way. Wackily <laughs> defies sick and wrong conventions on purpose. Seriously. I mix it up. Nonconformist over there. A uh, quick recap episode 272. Uh, we did three listener stories. One was the Indian Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, the second was a story about a Mad Max-type barfly. And a uh, third story is about a fat guy who became a piece of furniture. A comfortable piece of furniture, actually. <laughs> a lazy uh, boy. A lazy boy, yeah. Literally. He actually won. that. that episode, the Fat Bastard Recliner story. I don't know who sent that in, but you won episode 272. So congratulations, and uh, send us an email, com and claim your care package. Uh, people, you know the way Sick and Wrong works. Wacker and I present the most disturbing news items of the week, audience votes, and a uh, winner wins a Sick and Wrong uh, care package. You can send your stories to the Hotmail address via Facebook or uh, through the forum. So, Wackerly, we got a few stories here to get to uh, for this week, episode 274. But before we get to that, how about a word from our sponsor, Audible.com? So, you know, I actually wish uh, my long trip to Europe, it's like a 10-hour flight, that would have had some of these Audible books to listen to. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you as, forgot. Well, as with most things in my life, I didn't put much forethought into it and uh, <clears throat> didn't plan ahead. So, no. I had to read the uh, the Skymart magazine and look at stuff that I would never purchase. Now, like isn't they, the flight isn't the flight like eighteen hours long or something like that? I looked through the Skymart very slowly, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> just like at each page, I analyzed and then thought in my head why I would never purchase that. First of all, mm. I don't have a dog, so I don't need a little stepping stool for the dog to get on top of my bed. Well, it that's just its primary intended use. I mean, you could use it. Yourself, for example. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not that short, you bastard. No, but you could get a bigger bed. You could get a bigger bed. Is what I'm saying. I guess I could. I could. I could lift, elevate my bed, and then get one of those things. So maybe every every little thing helps. You know, just a little bit of an incline to get up into bed. Hey, that's more energy you have for doing. You know, thing other things you might be doing in your bed. 
But needless to say, I was a bit bored with the uh, Skymark catalog. It didn't it didn't satiate me for the full ten hours. So had I had some of these Audible books, I think I would have been, you know, in hog heaven, so to speak. Um, it's if, the, oh. if hogs read books, <laughs> it would be what hog heaven would be all about. Audible.com is the internet's leading provider of spoken audio entertainment, information, educational programming. Just listen to the books on your iPod player, or as Wackley calls it, motherfucking iPod player. It yeah. sounds good. Listen whenever and wherever you want. Uh, they have over 1,000 science and tech titles, 1,100 science fiction and fantasy titles. In, in total, like there's like over 80,000 titles from every genre. So you can find something that you want. Go to audiblepodcast.com slash diddle and get your free audiobook today. All right, Wacker. Uh, we got a few stories here. Um, let me see which one we're going to do first. <laughs> Okay, I guess I'll kick off episode 274 with the first listener submission. So this, uh, multiple people sent in this story here, and uh, I just, you know, as uh, I wanted to be equitable, so I gave it to the first person that sent it in, and his name is Bubos. Bubos. Not to be confused with Bilbo, it's, it's Bubos. So a Bubo is like the boil you get when you have the Black Plague. Is, it, is that what it is? I think so. Have they cleared that up over there, the Black Plague, or is there still little bits and pockets of it around? You, you know, I, I think I was worried about it, so most of the time while I was over there, I was wearing a surgical mask. Oh, I'm definitely going to be doing that. You should. You should. You, you don't want to take your chances. No. So uh, Bubos writes in here, Dear Hipster Vampire and Milky Bar Kid, Suicide mm-hmm. by Knife to the Heart on stage at, at an organic coffee shop's open mic. Bonus, a three-page article full of classic quotes like, they thought it was part of the show, but the harsh reality <laughs> that was that it wasn't. Thanks for the great show, Bubos. So yeah, a few people sent this in. It's kind of a great story here. Have you ever been to an open mic, Wacker? I just went to an open mic comedy night the other day. Where, where yeah. was it? Was it at a coffee shop or was it at a bar? <laughs> I was at the Layover Bar in downtown Oakland. I was actually on my way to another show but we were a little early so we stopped into this bar and there was some open mic uh stand-up comedy and was it, it was fucking terrible <laughs> was it really bad i could imagine well but at open mic comedy night you can laugh at them <laughs> you don't necessarily have to be laughing with them are you allowed to pelt them with anything like ice i tried but my date was not having it <laughs> she wasn't into it no this wasn't a comedy open mic this was more of like Just, kind of uh, talent it, show. Yeah, it's a talent show where people like brought musical instruments and sang. So Kip Rusty Walker killed himself on an Oregon stage. This is in Bend, Oregon. Mental health professionals are helping those who witnessed a gruesome public suicide in Oregon last week. When 19-year-old Kip Rusty Walker, it's a great name, Kip Rusty, mm-hmm. uh, stabbed himself he had to a death. Big, he, had a big, he had a big life ahead of him in rock and roll with that name. I don't know what he was doing. Oh, dude, yeah. Either rock and roll or bluegrass, but definitely, I mean... He definitely KRW, baby. Get Rusty Walker. He stabbed himself to death on stage uh, with a six-inch knife, so I think he had, like, a Swiss Army knife or something. You know, if you're planning to do that, you might as well get, like, a big-ass Rambo knife or, like, a Crocodile Dundee type of knife. The whole knife was six inches or the blade was six inches? Because if the blade was six inches, that's a decent-sized knife. I guess Steak they don't knife. specify it. They, they just say six-inch knife. Yeah, so, um, a pocket knife would be more like a three-inch blade. Okay, so maybe, yeah. It's maybe neither here nor there. Like a steak knife. 
So yeah. the keyboard player had just finished singing a song called Sorry for All the Mess. At first, the audience clapped, thinking it was part of the act, and then they reacted in horror um, as he cut himself with a knife at heart level a number of times. Oh, heart level. That's heart gross. Level. So no, this guy's not even a guitar player. He doesn't even have an acoustic. He's playing the keyboard. And he's not even playing, like, I'm sailing away. He's playing one of his own songs. Like, dude, could you imagine? Doesn't Gary, doesn't Gary Newman play the keyboard? And he's, an, he's the darling of the hipster universe right now. How, how great, though, that would have been, like, play cars and just start stabbing yourself on stage. Like, that's like, I mean, it's, it's like German type of performance art there. Now, remind me, the name of the song is Sorry for All the Meth? <laughs> Sorry for All the Mess. Oh, mess. But I'm sure he and was it was just him. The, no yeah, other bandmates, huh? No, it was just him. It was an impromptu open mic night, and he got on stage with his electric keyboard and just performed a song. You know, I'm of the impression that anyone who brings a keyboard to an open mic night should probably kill themselves. Like, I don't think it's, uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think I would have, at first when he walked up with the keyboard, I'd been like, oh, no, I'm going to hate this, man. You know, I don't even care that it's your brother and you're my girlfriend, but I'm really going to hate this. You're a 19-year-old uh -huh. emo kid about to do a song. But then once he started killing himself, I'm like, that's the best show I've ever seen. Would you put your lighter up in the air at that point? <laughs> Encore! Encore! Oh. <laughs> Yeah, no, it would have been great. So at first, people. How do you feel about keytars? Keytar would have been awesome. I, yeah. I actually, keytar is good at any event. You know, yeah. be it a bris. Be it doesn't it even a, have to be an event. Just yeah. any time. <laughs> just a keytar. When, when you're taking a shit, have a keytar right next to the toilet. A keytar is a respectable musical musical instrument. You know, right? A, or an accordion, but just a keyboard. Same thing. Eh, yeah. I don't know. At first, people didn't realize what happened. They thought it was part of an open mic night. But the harsh reality was that it wasn't. Um, you know, I, I can see them at first being like, wow, there's such artistic passion he has. He's really into this song. Oh, he's got a knife. Wow, they even got some fake blood. That's real blood. Yeah. And it's now it's on me, and now I have SARS. <laughs> yeah, you should have, like, set up some kind of, like, guar type of blood shooting device. Like a blood sprinkler. Right. He collapsed in pool blood, and the audience began screaming, some trying to get on stage and help. Uh, the owner of the coffee shop here says they try to be an inclusive place where people can come and get away from the traumas of life. But apparently that's not what happened uh, this Tuesday night. Uh, no, they, it sounds pretty traumatic. They said no one at the coffee house was familiar with him, uh, um, with Walker. They had never served him a drink. He had never played an open mic. Uh, the, some local reports described him as a transient who was originally from Anchorage, Alaska. Um, and police said his family flew in after the incident. But uh, strangely enough, Bend, Oregon uh, has seen a significant rise in suicides uh, the past few years. Climbing to really? like, uh, yeah, they, they say 30 to 40 per year. So I'm, I'm wondering if... Like, why, why would that be? Uh, you know, I wonder if it's because it's in the middle of, middle of nowhere and uh, they have like depressing emo... <laughs> open mic nights i mean i'd probably kill myself the, that's the all university that of oregon is there and they smoke a lot of drugs there's a lot of nature i, I actually that met was eugene honest honest oh you might be right <laughs> yeah i don't think that was in bend i think eugene but isn't is bend right near eugene i'm confusing eugene and bend yeah i have no idea what uh yeah. where bend is it's, it's they, a if you pay more city, attention though. to Bend, they wouldn't be committing suicide all the time. I said there's only about 80,000 people there, so it's kind of a smaller city. 
Uh, but they so anyway they have a uh, traumatic uh, traumatic psychologist uh, meeting with a lot of the people here that were at the coffee shop at the open mic. They say they're all together in one room and they've shared that horrible event. These people now share a horrible bond, whether they like it or not. It's not unlike war. You know, I, I, I once again I question whether or not that's a bit melodramatic for me. I question whether how horrible this event is. You know, an emo transient killed himself on stage. I actually think that's kind of cool. Really? I, I, I don't see You would why. have enjoyed yourself? I think I would have probably taped it on my cell phone, maybe given a high five to one person. Because YouTube I don't think material. that's that great of a loss. I don't know. Uh, I'd rather not watch somebody stab themselves in the chest, IRL, in real life. I'd but, rather not do that. Maybe not. I don't know. I mean, like, like, but, put it this way. Let's say you took your date to the open mic night. Uh, maybe it's your first date or something. Do you think the chances of you getting a blowjob are higher or lower after your date sees the guy stabbing himself in the chest? Is your date Wendy O. Williams? No, she's dead. Okay, but I'm just saying, what if this was like, you know, in the 80s? And it was Wendy O. Williams you're with. Do you really think Wendy O. Williams would go out with me? <laughs> well, I was dating Lemmy, and then I then I thought I'd move on to Lance Wackerly. He seems like a good. <laughs> I don't know what Wendy O. Williams sounds like. I think she has a deeper like husky voice, but uh, yeah, me, I don't know. Okay, I, I see your let point. Me, let me, I fucked the shit out of Lemmy. You can't handle it. Now I'm going to fuck the shit out of Lance Wackerly. No, not happening. All right, I, I see your point here. I see your point. Yeah, you're probably right. not going to get a blowjob because the emo kid killed himself on stage. I'm just saying the world doesn't need another emo whiny kid. That's it. Crying about Britney Spears on YouTube. Right. I, I don't know. So I don't think it's that great of a loss. So on the sick and wrong star scale, yes, it's horrific and probably traumatizing to most people to see that. Especially people that are there, and I'm sure it's going to inspire some really horrible music that's going to come out of this, because that's how people heal themselves after an event of this nature. <laughs> but um, I'm going to just give it a 3.5, because I don't, think the, I don't think the world suffered a big loss that day. If I went to the next open mic event at this coffee shop, I'd pull the knife out <laughs> and be like, ah, gotcha. <laughs> Would you pull one of those like fake knives that just kind of yeah. like, they don't really stab and just be like, <gasps> just joking. Yeah. Just joking. Just joking. Too soon? Probably. <laughs> I give it a 3.75. All right. We'll see if what the audience If we would have broke the blade off and flopped around a little more, I would have given it a 4.5. If you would have cut his dick off, I would have given it a 4.5 for sure. Yeah. And then thrown it out in the out. audience. Or, you know, yeah. you could slice your juggler and spray. Doesn't that spray for like eight feet? Yeah. And what, and what, you know what, you know, you're calling this guy like an emo pussy or something, but wasn't this what, um, Gigi Allen, yeah, always said he was going to do, but never actually went through with it. So this guy's above Gigi Allen. I guess if you think about it in punk rock integrity, this guy actually did go through and do it, but Gigi Allen wasn't like writing songs called sorry for all the mess. I mean, was maybe, he... it was an ero- maybe it was an ironic title, and it was actually a very heavy <laughs> and intense song. Yeah, well, I don't know. It remains to be seen. What do you have here for episode 274? I don't know who sent this in because I accidentally omitted it, but maybe somebody can, uh, if they win, they can follow up with an email telling us they won. But apparently a 22-year-old Joel Hardman, 
<laughs> That's how I'm game. pronouncing it. Hard man. Porn star. From uh, and and get, bear with me here. <laughs> this town has too many consonants in the fucking name. I think it's Edgebaston. Is this like uh, an English it, town or something? It's an English town. It's a part of Birmingham or something. But uh, this kid, a guy, 22 years old, he was seen sneaking into the women's toilets. Fair enough, right? I think it's called the Lou Wackerly. They well, the lavatory. Toilets. The lavatory. The lavatory, which is funny. It's like, I'm going to go to the secret lavatory. <laughs> that sounds like something from Clue, doesn't it? Actually, <laughs> on a side note, I heard that uh, people are pissed off uh, about Kate Middleton, if and she's the future princess or whatever. For what? Uh, because her somebody her parents somebody overheard her parents calling it the toilet, which is not proper, and just proves that you know she's not as highly and well bred as as you would want she's your not future royal princess ilk. to be. Right. Hmm. Which well, really toilets versus lavatory? That's going to do it for you. Do you do you think she's attractive? Yes. I actually do think she's kind of hot myself. And she would never be marrying that dude unless he was the prince. If that guy wasn't the prince, he would never. Yeah, he would never have that caliber of tail. I just wonder what that guy. I don't know. Um, Yeah, she is hot, though. I can't wait till she does a Playboy spread. (laughs) I suppose they'll have to be divorced. I can't wait wait till the sex tape comes out. The whole nation's embarrassed. Uh, the queen walks in. Oh, what's going? Oh my god! I thought my corgi was in here. Oh, oh dear! What's going on in here? Somebody is bumping the royal uglies. That's good. We need more male heirs to the family of people who do nothing. We do not allow the rumpy bumpy in Buckingham Palace. You said that you need the to Windsor go to Castle. the official rumpy bumpy castle that's located in Edgebaston, but don't go to the mall because there's a naked man in the. No, sorry. He's in the toilet, and he's dressed like a like a mannequin, with a mask and wig. Uh, he was found in this toilet earlier this month. <laughs> what, it's, and, you know, okay. it really is ironic, isn't it? Because mannequins are dressed to look like people. Yeah, and this is interesting that he's dressing to look like a mannequin. You know, do you remember that that uh, that uh, performance artist, like Shea St. John? Yeah, creepy. Creepy. And th- that's what I'm picturing here. Shea St. John would dress up as a mannequin and sit in garbage and sing like a weird techno song. This right. guy, I mean, it, did did he actually try to look like a store mannequin? I believe so, and I think he actually fooled some people because, uh, as you'll find out, uh, he was caught uh, by security guards. They nabbed him, which is what they do in the UK, after he emerged from the locked cubicle, which I guess is the stall, the bathroom stall. And Hardman uh, admitted to performing a sexual act and said, "I've been a bit weird." <laughs> He also told police he found uh, the sound of women on the toilet sexually exciting and said, it's good you've caught me. Maybe now I'll stop. <laughs> now, is he talking about number English one or number humility. two? English humility. I like that. I, I do like that. What yeah, do you think I, you find sexually exciting, number one or two? That's what I'm wondering. I mean, dude, what's the difference between hearing people excrete? It's like, is there much of a difference between the sexes? It doesn't sound the same. There's a longer drop with a man. From the, the pee hole to the toilet water. Oh, so you're saying, okay, if this guy's sexually excited about number one, it's because the, the, the tinkle comes out with, with less force, less velocity, or is it just because it drops, it, it, it just, the sound is different? 
I'm not a big fan of piss porn, but I also think that women, it maybe fans out a little more. You know, they don't have as much of a, a targeting device as us men do. So explain this to me. What is this guy doing? Is he just like posed as a mannequin? First of all, what's a mannequin doing in the bathroom? But second, he right. just posed as a mannequin outside of the stall while the women are going to the bathroom? Or maybe in the next stall. I mean, he's dressed as a mannequin. I, I don't know if anybody bought the mannequin thing. He might have just been hiding in the cubicle, right? I, I just but he was, I mean, he was I trying just, to look like a mannequin. I just don't see the difference between a man and a woman going to the bathroom, especially number two. I mean, yeah, number two, we're all the same. It's, it's a really the uniting factor. I guess you know what all, it'd be every, like. Every race, all economic strata, both genders, we all pinch loaves the same. But women's, women's farts sound different, so maybe it's that. And they're probably like, oh, dear, I just let off a little tootie. You know, and then it's like, you know, I'm sure it's something like that that probably turns them on. It's the reaction. Maybe. I still think it's number one. I think it's number two, but oh well. We'll see. <laughs> He uh, told the Birmingham magistrates that, uh, oh, wait, hang on. Let me go back. Police found three images of women's feet taken beneath the cubicle doors on his mobile phone and an audio recording of a flushing toilet, the court was told. I mean, can he just record his own toilet flushing? Why does he have to be in there bothering people? So there he goes, the evidence of uh, number two there, Wackerly, because most women, when they pee, just leave the toilet paper the toilet tissue in and they don't flush because when it's if it's yellow it's mellow if it's brown flush it down so this guy <laughs> maybe maybe they do that in bend oregon i don't think that's a general rule <laughs> i think i think that's most, a hippie rule i don't know i think if there's brown they're flushing so this guy's obviously listening for the brown okay you really want me to pursue this you live with your girlfriend so you're telling me that every time you go in the bathroom after she's peed you're looking at her yellow stew it happens it happens frequently where I've been like, why aren't you flushing the toilet? She's like, it's just liquid. It's not that big right. of a deal. Why it's waste the water? Smelly, smelly urine liquid. But, but I mean, I've but I've had girlfriends in the past that just would not flush the toilet, and oh. I would just be like, I don't understand. It's like she's if and it's, they don't always say if it's yellow, it's mellow, but they say there's no reason to waste the water if it's just liquid. But obviously, if I had, if I had that girlfriend that would not flush the toilet, she also would not stop having black eyes. <laughs> Okay. Just flush the fucking toilet. It's it stinks. It's disgusting. Yeah, flush the toilet. The only time that's le- legitimate is if you're just drinking massive <laughs> amounts of beer and your urine is really just water. That's colorless, odorless water. Or if that's there the actually is like a water shortage and you live in like Sudan or something, it's like okay, well then I guess yes. uh, yeah, I can't flush the toilet. But Do I mean, a lot fun. of people in Sudan have flush toilets. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, he finds, uh, he told the court that he found sexual gratification out of everything that goes on in women's toilets. Everything. So I guess we're both right here. Changing the baby's diaper, sexually (laughs) gratifying. Number one, number two, you know, tampon maintenance, everything. I'm just surprised that these women were so, like, unobservant that they wouldn't be like, oh, well, there's an interesting mannequin jerking off in the corner of my bathroom. (laughs) Why does that mannequin have an erection? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when asked to explain his outfit, he said he wore the clothes to a fancy dress party and then tried it out at the shopping mall, which that's like a costume party, right? Halloween type party. I love how they call it a fancy dress party. Fancy dress. But do you really need to make it that fancy? 
<laughs> is it fancy? Come yeah. on, you're just on. loading up on heated up shots of alcohol and inhaling yeah, it's, the fumes. It's a costume it's party. You're all getting loaded and drinking, you know, wife beater till you pass out. Is it that fancy? Kate Middleton is not at this party. Exactly. Hardman confessed he had done it before in the women's toilets at a university campus. He goes to uh, University of Birmingham, by the way. But he moved to the shopping center because it was busier. Which I, I think, yeah, if you're just sitting in the bathroom waiting for hours on end for the first girl to come in, that could be a drag. It'd be boring. He's out on bail now, but the uh, district judge says he might face jail time because of the aggressive nature of the crime. Do you think when he's in jail, he'll just wear the mannequin outfit the whole time to fool the prisoners? I don't think they're going to let him bring the mannequin outfit in. <laughs> Might work against him in prison, actually. I don't know. Oh, you a mannequin, huh? <laughs> Won't you bend over like a mannequin? So on the sick and wrong star scale, I mean, okay, it's a fetish. This guy gets off on uh, listening to girls go to the bathroom or women do their duty in the bathroom. It's not you know, unheard of. I mean, there's, you could search for that term online, and there's probably billions of hits. Exactly. But why wouldn't he just do it online? The fact that right. the dude's taking the time to put on the outfit, dress up as a mannequin, and go stand for hours in a mall bathroom, that's making me give it four stars just for the dedication. He's keeping it real. Yeah. yeah he's, he's for authenticity. Keeping it real. Which I give him credit for. Four and a half for, for his authentic efforts. He's keeping it real. That's what he's doing. But for him, in this case, keeping it real went wrong. <laughs> real creepy. <laughs> keeping it real creepy. All right, the third story here we have for episode 274 came in from Debbie. Debbie says, this story is about 89-year-old decomposing flesh jelly. And then she has a quote that I think she attributed to this article. It's not actually in the article. She says, you want to come in? Sure. Oh, yeah, that's our dead mom on the floor there. <laughs> um, I don't know if that's really what was said in the story, but Debbie. Thinks, yeah, I don't like it. When, I don't like it when the the sender gives away the punchline to the story in their little note. I know, and now now it's like, what's the point of reading it? Everyone knows. I mean, he's a dead mom it, on the floor decomposing. It didn't ruin my day or anything, but sometimes. But you it's a bit anticlimactic, though, wasn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, you're not going to steal my thunder, Debbie. Fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> fucking cunt. <laughs> Twins found living with dead mother charged with murder. Uh, twin Houston, Texas men were charged Tuesday with the murder of their 89-year-old mother after police say the pair allowed her to die on the floor in their foyer after she fell. And then they lived for three months with her decomposing bug-infested corpse. <laughs> did you see the picture of these guys? You read, did, yeah. did I show that to you? I saw it before you called, so yeah. They both kind of look like Zach Galifianakis with his brain on drugs, but lots of drugs. Actually, with his brain on drugs and uh, missing a few chromosomes. But they just Right, although, although they're in Houston, I don't think they work at NASA Michigan Troll. <laughs> yeah, definitely not. Maybe as a jan in, like, in a janitorial capacity, but definitely um, not in like a scientist type of way. You're right, I spoke too soon. They might clean the toilets. <laughs> Take the trash out. <laughs> Edwin Larry Burnt and his brother Edward Christian Burnt, both 48 years old, were arrested Monday when police... Wait, went... stop. Stop right there. <laughs> they're twins and they're both called Edward? Edwin and Edward. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. I, I think these guys probably had lots of girlfriends in, these, uh, in their adult <laughs> lives. 
Edwin and Edward uh, were both arrested when police went to check on their mother, Sybil Burnt, who, uh, prompted by a neighbor who called police to say that the elderly woman had not been seen since January. Uh, mm-hmm. Edwin answered the officer's knocks and initially said everyone was fine and there was no need for the police at their home. The officer insisted that they see the mother. The home was in a deplorable condition and smelled terrible. I can imagine. And the elderly Burnt was laying face down on the floor of the foyer. Uh, she was dressed in a nightgown that was pulled up under her arms and was not wearing any underwear. Oh, my God. The body was in an advanced state of decom- decomposition and insects were crawling around it. Now, that's a sexy upskirt shot. I right was there. fine with this story <laughs> until you told me that her nightgown was pulled up. Why? Why was that <laughs> happening? You know, they don't actually go into any detail about that, but I think we can surmise a few reasons why the, the nightgown was pulled up here. <sighs> the brothers told police that their mother had fallen and died and that they didn't have enough money to bury her. They said they didn't want to call police because they did not want to go to jail. Define that logic. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just laid it out for you. <laughs> I guess they did. I guess they did. Yeah, I, no, they forgot to add, and we wanted to fuck her corpse a couple more times. <laughs> you know, it's probably the first time that they've uh, actually had sex with a woman, so it's like, you know, don't deny them that. Lost their virginity that night. It's a special moment. It's like, are you I just bet you take that, that moment I, you know, away? Yeah, I bet you the mom was probably diddling them before she died. If but, I If I had to guess... Yeah, I think there's definitely some diddle action going on in this home. These kids, these guys are probably breastfed till they were like eight years old. <laughs> One on each tit. I think 18, looking at their picture. Um, <laughs> police searched the house, actually, and found bank statements from J.P. Morgan Chase totaling around $700,000. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, this adds a whole new explanation, a whole new level of, uh, of reasoning by, about why this woman uh, ended up dying. Uh, the twins later told police that they lived with their mother and cared for her. And she was 89 years old. And they said that uh, he and his brother were watching the BCS championship football game when their mother came in ranting and raving, and then she fell down and did not get up. <laughs> There's something missing from that story. <laughs> watching football, mom comes in, starts talking, and then, whoa, she's on the floor. What happened? <laughs> Well, you hit her with the chip ball, Edwin. <laughs> well, they said that they decided to leave her on the floor because they didn't have enough money to provide her with medical treatment. I picture them pelting her with uh, full beer cans. I was just going to say, I bet she has uh, that perfect circular mark from a full <laughs> beer can right in her forehead. <laughs> like a Budweiser just imprinted on her uh, on her forehead. But you Case know, you, you could probably understand what's happening. She comes in here and she's ranting and raving like, you two good for nothing ingrates. You know, uh, sitting here, drinking beer all day, watching football. Go get a wife. Go get a job, you fucking losers. And then, boom, beer bottle to the head. Or what I used to hate when I, you know, would be watching TV and my mother would come in the room. The vacuum. That's the worst. That is the worst. So annoying. And done. Lift up the feet. It's loud as fuck. Completely on purpose. To ruin your time. I totally missed the the punchline of the last Benson joke. (laughs) You just ruined too close for comfort for me. 
And this was way before the time of DVR, so you can't rewind that shit and find out the witty comment. You're just so, it's gone forever. Are you saying that if you're with your buddies, you're watching a football game, your mother came in and started vacuuming, and then all of a sudden just kind of fell down, would you wait till the game was done to do anything about it? If I didn't have a, a DVR? Yeah, no DVR. Oof. I would probably take her to the hospital, but uh, you know, I, I guess it depends on it. how close the game was. Sometimes I have TVs in the waiting room of the emergency room. That's true. Right. I think uh, both these uh, ingrates here were rather insensitive to uh, the situation going on. Uh, they said for the first day, uh, their mother was conscious and able to speak, but did not ask for any help. Uh, She's still on the floor. Still on the floor. Conscious mm -hmm. and able to speak, but did not ask for any help. You know, I'd like to know what else she was actually saying. <laughs> I bet you a lot of I bet you uh it was punctuated with the word fuck yeah. a few times. And the word these and the word kids of mine. <laughs> <laughs> and the word adopted maybe a couple times. Uh the brothers said that they did not give her any food or water while she lay on the floor. So I think they they didn't want to kill her but they were just like just die already. You're 89 years old. You got $700,000 in the bank. Just die. And eventually, I wonder what I wonder what the plans they had for that money. <laughs> Nothing productive, I'm sure. I picture bigger TV. I'm gonna give me one of them real dolls. <laughs> you want one, Edwin? No, I'm Edwin. You're Edward. Oh, I always get it confused too. I'm gonna get me a big bag of Skittles. <laughs> I, you know what I picture? I picture a lot of Kraft macaroni and cheese and a bigger TV, and that's pretty much <laughs> it. Maybe a new beanbag chair. And uh, yeah. that, and and that's 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 life. That's heaven for these guys. You know, that's it'd be kind of nice. I, you know, I'm a little envious of that. Like, I wish my worldview was that minimal that I could be. You know, this is awesome. You know, right. I don't I don't need you know kilos of cocaine and loose women to go have a good time. All I need is some <laughs> craft macaroni and cheese and this banjo. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, the mother did end up dying, and I think I think this is particularly cruel the way um, the way they left her on the floor and completely. You know what? You know what Houston has is a what, from what I've heard is a fantastic uh, gentleman's club stripper industry going on. So I, I could blow through a lot of seven hundred thousand dollars at the fine strip strip clubs of Houston, probably. I just wonder though if that was on these guys' agenda. I, I think they were beyond sex. I think uh, <laughs> they lived in a post-sex <laughs> post-sex organisms. I think they were. I really do. They really were just genetic dead ends. <laughs> it was not immediately clear if the brothers have an attorney. <laughs> so on the sick and wrong star scale, I'm just going to say, look at the picture before you decide which story is the worst story this week. Are you going to um, put it up on the website? I'm going to have to put it up on the website. I'm going to have to give this yeah. just the fact that uh, two things. One, that they left the mom just suffering for three days until she eventually died and then left the corpse there as if it's just going to disappear. I picture the two brothers being like, you take care of it. Now you take care of it. Fuck you. No, fuck you. I'm not doing anything. I'm not doing anything. Just so stubborn. And the mother engendered this stubbornness because the mother is lying on the floor and did not ask them for help the entire time. It's just Well, plus, plus she raised them to be who they are. <laughs> totally. It's just It's a family of assholes right there. That's exactly right. what happened. Like, I picture the mom just swearing at them, saying, you'll never touch any of my money, but not too proud to ask for help. And then the two brothers, too lazy to help the woman. So on the second wrong stars, I'm going to give this a 4.75. I'm giving it 5. 5? 
Yeah, I and I actually think the mother's probably better off not living with these idiots anymore. <laughs> I think death actually was a blessing for this lady. So people, you decide who won episode 274. Go vote, sickandwrongpodcast.com. Can you imagine if they get the chair and then she's sitting on her cloud in heaven just watching her stories and they show up, hey mama, well, here we are again. <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Do you think they'll get a chair at the same time? Like it'll be like a big like sofa, <laughs> just sofa electric chair for the two of that them. That mimics their two side by side recliners that they're watching They're Dual existence. Yeah, I, would hope so. yeah, I don't know. I would hope so. Wacker, uh, we're nearing the end of the show here. We got a few phone calls. Actually, we got a lot of phone calls this week, so we don't have time to play all of them. Um, uh, but we do have a few phone calls to stick around hotline. 206-666-3846 is that number. And uh yeah, we had some emails, too, but I don't think we're going to be able to get to that. But people, send us an email at sickerownpodcast at hotmail.com. Before we get to the first phone call here for, the, for episode 274, how about a quick word from our sponsor, adamandeve.com. It's butt plug month on adamandeve.com. Show that you still care by bringing something new into the bedroom. And by something new, I mean a butt plug. Because if you order right now and use coupon code DIDDLE, you get 50% off your first item, a gift so sensual I can't even tell you about it on this podcast that talks about murder and bukkake, and on top of all of that, free shipping. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, adamandeve.com, and making a purchase with coupon code DIDDLE, that's D-I-D-D-L-E. Wacker, as I mentioned, we got a few phone calls to the Sick and Wrong hotline. Uh, how about playing uh, call number one? This first call here, I think this guy is uh, on to us. You know, I, I don't think we can... We can conceal what's really going on behind the scenes here at Sick and Wrong. Uh-oh. Hey, I was just listening to uh, an older episode, and I was just wondering, how long is it going to take y'all to uh, realize that Truckle Paul calls in with a whole slew of different personalities? Well, I think he's a character actor, for heaven's sakes. But the one that I just heard is Scott from Iowa. It sounds, it just sounds like Truckle Paul doing a different voice and uh there's been a few more but that's the one that i just heard and i wasn't going to do much research so i just called right now later. <laughs> <laughs> he's no oliver stone this guy well i don't know how many people realize that but that's actually julian assange and uh that's the wiki leak that came out about sick and wrong it's all of our callers it's just one guy, oh. and it's uh, we pay the guy. And, uh, yeah, Trucker Paul actually isn't even a, a real person. It's just this character actor that we compensate to do a bunch of different voices. So Soccer Mom, Trucker Paul, yeah. Scott from Iowa, Vietnam guy, if you remember back in the day, all one person. Brad, Brad the Impaler. Brad the Impaler. It's one person. Actually, that call was Trucker Paul himself. <laughs> it was, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I don't like when people pull back the curtain, especially when it's unexpected. But, but he did catch us. So. He, he caught us, so uh, good job. Swarm, go get him. <laughs> good job, perceptive listener. You really are on to us. All right, uh, here's uh, call number two. Hey, I was listening to this week's show. and um, Let me just say that I love this lady. I, lo- I, I, you know, I know she likes you better than she likes me, but... <laughs> I love this lady's voice, and I love I, the fact. I would say I love her, but I don't want to lead her on. I just love the fact that she listens to Sick and Wrong, and that, that we play a role in her life. And I was, let me let me play the rest of this. I just wanted to preface that. Even though Lance wasn't on it, and that was a disappointment. I don't know what the hell he's doing in uh, Hawaii. Yeah, I think you're right. Singles cruise. Uh. <laughs> he looks like he has some need. 
But I just <laughs> What does that mean? Do you have this like look of desperation on your face? Everybody has needs. <laughs> I guess I mind bear mentioning. Lance just needs to be cuddled, okay? He just needs to be cuddled. I prefer hey. snuggling to cuddling. <laughs> I think that sleazy E sounds like the Geico lizard, <laughs> and it just conjures up too many disturbing images for me. Uh, <laughs> stop I, I it, like stop it. <laughs> why, why does she find the Geico lizard? It's a gecko, by the way. Geico, gecko, get it? Do you think he uh, sounds like that? Yeah, I do. <laughs> but why is, why is she so disturbed by the Geico lizard? That's what I, I want to get to the bottom of that. Yeah, I wonder why. You know, I was always kind of surprised that uh, Geico would use that type of mascot. I mean, he's so foreign. doesn't even sound like an American <laughs> person. Like, do they insure people worldwide, or is it just an American company? They're probably worldwide, but he's a Gecko. You get, you get that right. Do they have the, Geico, the blood of Gecko. Jews on their hands? Geico. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why she doesn't like him. <laughs> Do you, you prefer Aflac? Aflac, yeah. Did Every you week. try out for that? <laughs> you know, I should you know, have Gilbert tried out for Gilbert got fired, Aflac. and you've got a very distinctive, annoying voice. <laughs> I could do it. I, could, I think I could. Aflac. Yeah. It sounds like, go. doesn't sound good. Well, I could use some work, but right. we'll get you there. <laughs> Let me play this call out. Okay, but he's a poor substitute for Lance. Mm. As um, most people are. I love y'all show, and I, I hope that an earthquake doesn't come and wipe y'all off the face of the map, because I don't know what I'd do. <laughs> I, I really don't. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. See you later. Bye. God, I love that lady. She, you know, she What's reminds me of the, uh, the, the slutty one from the Golden Girls. I forgot her name. Um, Rue McClanahan. Rue McClanahan. I, like, I picture, even though she's dead, I picture this woman to look a lot like Rue McClanahan, and she calls in the show, and she's got, like, a, a pillow that she, like, made out of a needlepoint. She embroidered herself of your face that she sleeps I with bet, every night. That's like I bet she has an incredible liquor cabinet. <laughs> kind of like the, I would go hang out with her be just for the liquor, liquor cabinet alone. I mean, that's before her great personality all i need is my bottle of southern comfort and my lance wackley pillow and i'm happy i I would prefer a mint julep to southern comfort i'm not bob madigan over here but i'm sure she'll accommodate me i don't know i picture her her to have the same pillow that my brother has of you so um (laughs) to make you feel good See, your brother doesn't have a great liquor cabinet, and I'm not going over there ever again. It's like a half-drink bottle of Jägermeister with some pubic hairs on the top. I placed them there myself, just for you. And a big bottle of lube. All right, the third story, or the third call here. Uh, the third call is a My Two Cents call. So um, let's roll out the theme music. My Two Cents with Dean Lance. All right, here's that My Two Cents call. Hey, sick and wrong. Long-time listener, only called a couple times. Not too sure if any of them got through. Anyway, this is a My Two Cents thing. Um, I've been dating this guy for like six months, and we haven't fucked yet. I mean, he's a virgin. Jesus, I'm a six virgin. months? But he's like 20, I'm 19, 
we're both in college, for God's sake. Like, <clears throat> we're out of freaking country here. Stop it. We go to this. What? How do you even know you're dating if you're not fucking? Maybe you're just friends. I don't understand. What do they do? Do they? Is there some heavy petting going on, and just just they never get to actual penetration? Are there blow? I mean, this yeah. Are there blowjobs? There's is there too finger many, banging. There are too many unknowns in this uh, this call here. But maybe, maybe she clears it up towards the end. But okay. But okay. what we do know is that we have two virgins. They've dated six months, and there has not been any sex yet. And one of the virgins, the female, wants to have sex. So there's I something. Feel, going I on feel there. like we always get these calls though, and they always omit all these details. Well, let, let's let, let, let let's me play go. this yeah. call out, and we'll see if she actually. Um, shed, shed some light on this situation. And I go to this university in Germany, but that's not the point. Um, yeah, five months, six months. We don't. We haven't fucked. I'm getting a little bit frustrated here. Um, so I kind of need some advice on kind of easing him into this because he gets kind of awkward when I. Whenever By this, you mean your vagina? That was even mentioned. Um, yeah, and I figured that you two would be the best people to go to. Anyway, I uh, love the show. Keep it up. Love you, D. Love you, Lance. Bye. I'll come over there and fuck you if that's what you need. <laughs> you won't even have to figue it out. Lance Wackerly, the de-virginizer. <laughs> I don't um, think I've ever de-virginized a chick, actually. You're very right there, young virgin lassie in Germany. Uh, you came to the right place here because uh, we do have a lot of experience in this matter. Um, I've actually only de-virginized one girl. I've only been with one virgin. <laughs> but um, that's it, <laughs> really. But anyway, you know what? Okay, first of all, this is my first inclination about this call. The guy you're with is gay. He I might know. be gay. I think he might be gay. I think he's scared. I think, Or either that. Or you might think there's some vagina dentata thing going on here or something. I think the only... Or he, you're giving him mixed signals and he doesn't know that... Uh, like, I, I think just say, are we going to fuck or what? I think, you know what she should do? I, and I kind of, I'm, I'm following your wavelength here, Wackerly. I think what she should do, next time he comes over, he knocks on your dorm room, he opens up the door, you're butt naked, and you're like, let's fuck. And see what happens. You don't. You, I don't think you have to be butt naked, but okay. You, you know, should have, have a, like have half. a bunch of condoms out on the bed. Have your vibrator you got from Adam and Eve. Have some anal beads out and be like, "This is what we're doing." <laughs> have some sick and wrong playing on the stereo in the background. No, please no. <laughs> no, actually, Barry White. That that usually mm-hmm. tends to lead to intercourse. Just have no. Just have some porn on the TV. Like, oh, look what's on. Do you, you say ideas? Are you saying like just be over the top with all signals? Like don't even like Yeah. There's there's so, either, just either no she's ambiguity. giving signals or this guy's receptors to let's fuck signals are fucked up. So you're gonna have it's like you know, it's like jump starting the car. It's you need extreme measures. Maybe okay, maybe I'm gonna give this guy benefit benefit of the doubt here. I don't think he's gay. I think what he is is he's just obviously inexperienced, being a virgin. I don't think he's interpreting your signals. And being that you really want to get laid, just be as obvious and as open and as unambiguous as possible. Well, she's a virgin too, right? So... I th- I, but I think you know she should just be like, "Let's fuck." Like, yeah. come on, you let's know what would be nice? It. Something in my pussy. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> Having something just <laughs> jammed right in there. That Here's an great. idea. Why not just shove your dick in my pussy? 
I mean, okay, we we can make out and 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 finger bang and uh, hand jobs all we want, but here's an idea. I don't know. Maybe he's Christian or something. But I mm-hmm. think what she needs to be is a little more direct. Maybe she needs to start with the butthole. Well, that's if they're. I think that's Catholics, isn't it? I don't know. Or is it? Or is that, <laughs> or, or, I think like you have, it's people who like anal sex. I think you have to be a member of the Westboro Baptist Church to actually start with a butt, butthole, but uh, <laughs> I'm not sure. But I think, uh, you know what, my two cents, be a little more direct. Be a little more forthright with what you want. Yeah. That's what I say. Uh, people, Nobody ever got what they wanted by not asking for it. Exactly. Uh, people, uh, give a call to the Sick Wrong Hotline, 206 666 well, as I said, we don't really have time for emails, but um, what we do have time for is to promote the Sick and Wrong Forum. I don't know. I haven't been on the forum for a couple of weeks, being that I've been out of, uh, out of the, uh, the country. Uh, Wackerly, um, uh, have you noticed anything uh, of note on the forum? Well, you keep promising that you're going to post a bunch of pictures, but there are a bunch of pictures of you guys in, the, in London, in Camden Town, drinking. Those are hilarious. They're extremely uh, embarrassing, actually. Not, I would say. There's also discussion surrounding it, yeah, you know, you describing don't... what a buffoon you made yourself, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> and then there's, I, I also, there's, a uh, different... there's also a red there's also a Reddit chick uh, thread now. Yeah, no, I, I saw the ginger thread, actually. I, yeah, I saw the ginger the... thread. Actually, I saw the ginger thread last night for about an hour and a half. It was it was, it was a nice time with the sick and wrong forum. Uh, but you know, you know what I did find in the forum today? The sick and wrong video of the week that we're going to put on the site was uh, posted by Ams. It's a uh, pressure zone. Did you see that? No, I didn't. It is very disturbing. And I think this guy that did Is it a pressure, song? It's a song performed from, by a guy who looks a lot like Shay St. John, but definitely looks like oh. a mannequin. Probably the protagonist of your story. So Maybe. the sick wrong video of the week is from the forum posted by AMS called Pressure Zone. People go check out the sick wrong forum. Just go to sickwrongpodcast.com, click on forum. That's all you need. And just open your eyes to a wonderful world of depravity. Um, <laughs> also, thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. I don't know if you noticed, but uh, we we're actually up in the rankings this week, Wackerly. Well, I mean, because of my solo show. I may, maybe it was because of the solo show. Maybe uh, people actually... Uh, took the initiative to uh, go vote. Although I noticed we or give us a rating. I noticed we only had like a couple like April ratings. Come on, people, just go over there and do us, <laughs> you know, do us a good one. You know, it's a, just just go over there, do us a favor, and uh, give us a good rating, and uh, maybe leave a funny comment. You know, I meant to actually do the wackiest rating of the week here on Sick and Wrong, but oh, um, I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot. segment. I forgot about it too. <laughs> So maybe we'll do that next week. I don't know. But thank you for subscribing to the show on iTunes. It really does help us out. Finally, uh, update about the Sick and Wrong store. I only have a couple extra large shirts left, maybe like four. So people, I think right now, either you should wait to order a shirt or we can put you on back order. We're redesigning a new, brand new Sick and Wrong logo. A couple fans actually said that they're going to help us out. So we're going to have something new within the next probably month or so. So... Yeah, some new shirts on the horizon. If you want a shirt of the current design right now, you got to be kind of a big guy. So extra large is the only uh, size we have left. Finally here, Sick and Wrong Song of the Week was sent in by Laughing Dan. He says, hey, this is my Sick and Wrong Song of the Week. It's an alternative view on what will happen if the Christ fags are right and Jesus Christ does return. Hmm. Where can we, where, where's that Christ fag term come from? Is that a 4chan thing? Yeah, 
all the fag terms are from 4chan. But I think this was yesterday that the world was supposed to end, right? Or maybe two years, two days ago. Was it? I thought uh, it's Easter. I thought that's when uh, Zombie Jesus comes back to reclaim his throne and <laughs> kill all the non-believers, right? I don't know. Somebody mentioned that they thought it was Thursday that was supposed to be the official day. Because you know there 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 are discrepancies between the 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 calendar that we use and the biblical calendar, so I think sometimes it gets messed up. I don't use the Christ bag calendar if that's what you're asking. <laughs> I, I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so let's just move on. The song is by what? a little known. Song? The song is by a little known hip hop artist called Schaefer the Dark Lord, and it isn't the usual death metal crap that is normally played at the end of every show. You know, I take offense to that. There, laughing Dan. I don't always play death metal. I think we kind of like run the gamut of interesting sick and wrong songs. Yeah, but, uh, we had Neil Hamburger the other day. It's and... clearly not death metal. But uh, anyway, yeah. I don't like to be pigeonholed, okay? I'll be surprised if this song gets played. But just so you know, it includes the idea that Zombie Jesus sends Mel Gibson back to hell. I like where you're going with that. I do like that. <laughs> Love the show. Keep it up. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. Uh, the song is called Night of the Living Christ, and it's by Schaefer the Dark Lord. He's kind of like this nerdy white rapper guy. I've actually seen the guy at the Hemlock Tavern like about five years ago. Pretty cool. Just or drinking or performing? Ago. Performing. I saw one of his shows. Uh, we were there, and I heard it, and I just went and uh, checked it out. He's actually pretty funny, and his okay, uh, YouTube videos are pretty cool. So uh, we're going to end the show here with Night of the Living Christ by Schaefer the Dark Lord. Thank you, Laughing Dan, for sending this in. I'm going to dedicate this one to Mike Huckabee and all the Christ fags who are probably Mike Fuckabee. Mike Fuckabee and all the Christ fags who are probably looking for Jesus's eggs this weekend cuz isn't that what you do on Easter? I think so. Yeah, you look for Jesus like lays eggs. It's been a while. Once a it's year. A <laughs> and you find them and then you wait for them to hatch or something. I'm not sure there's like chocolate in it or something. But uh, yeah. anyway, uh happy that Easter sounds right. Christ fags. We'll be back next week with episode 275 until then. Take it easy. All right, good night. Some say the Savior first lived during the 30 years or so between B.C. and A.D. 2,000 years ago. A man of myth and legend stories, maybe you've heard him. He was a Jewish carpenter and his mother was a virgin. His name was the Christ and some thought him odd because he preached in the streets and claimed to be the Son of God. Performing miracles did little to win over the Romans. Infuriated by his acts, they called him a showman. So they tackled him and shackled him and whipped him and beat him and tortured him. They did everything just short of believe him. They nailed him to a cross and left him in the sun to die. Now here's where the story varies in everybody's eye. You can believe that on the day he met his fader. You can believe he came back three days later You can believe that he shall return again To commence the Armageddon and the judgment of men He won't descend from the heavens He'll emerge from the earth With worms in his eyes His blood dry as dirt All bones with little chunks of mummified flesh Even the bugs in his bowels Will be repulsed by the stench Hungry as hell Not eaten into millennia And he'll immediately need to start feeding some he will search for the first church As down come the rains Moaning Aramaic with a craving for brains Half-eaten believers scream Jesus our dead bodies rise back to life like Lazarus This horror story will be in the new Bible Written by zombies, Jesus knew his disciples Satan won't arrive for the end times war And Christ will hunt a hundred and be hungry for more No rival, no reason to deliver us from evil The undead prince of peace is feeding on people he shall rise, rise The son of God will arrive Back from the dead and when it happens It'll blacken the skies And he shall rise, rise And we'll all be surprised Messiah with the entire world turning into zombies like
you'll die for him because he died for you. Centuries, men of cloth have warned us that this day will come, and they've used it to keep people oppressed under their moral thumb. They've controlled and convinced us that our lives are filled with sin. Well, guess what? That's who he's coming for. Those who think they're pure like him. He will only go after those who win and have faith. So all the non-believers around the world will be safe. All the Muslims and Buddhists, the Satanists, the atheists. The Jews will be saved too, but not the Jews for Jesus. And not the hypocrites or pro-life sexists who hide at the religious ride in the heart of Texas. Most of our government will get it the same. And anyone who's committed atrocities in his name, he'll crucify clansmen. That'll be beautiful. Then he'll get that fucking prick who pickets gay funerals. Catholic pedophiles are eaten after he whips them. Look out, cause he'll send you back to hell, Mel Gibson. Those old and gray on crusades who would force Christian prayer in our schools and commandments and courts. All his followers who twist the words that he said are the ones he'll hunt down when he comes back from the dead. And he shall rise, rise, the Son of God will arrive back from the dead. And when it happens, it'll blacken the skies. And he shall rise, rise, and we'll all be surprised as he walks the earth to the cries of he's alive. Now wait, wait, what would Jesus do? Well, let me tell you what he'll do. He will leave a trail of goo as he prays. He prays on you. Undead Messiah with the entire world turning into zombies like him. You'll die for him because he died for you. He's coming, he's coming, but he's coming to eat us. Christians will all turn to zombies upon his return visit. It isn't too much different than it is right now. Now is it? And he shall rise, rise. The Son of God will arrive back from the dead and when it happens, it'll blacken the skies. And he shall rise, rise, and we'll all be surprised as he walks the earth to the cries of he's alive. And he shall rise. <laughs> oh, uh, this is Drunk Thailand. Uh, oh. Somebody here wants to speak for you. Oh, she does know who you are. Dude, I'm with a bunch of limeys right now, and they're getting me fucked up. And it's not fair because I want to, like, represent the U.S., but I'm not. And Ireland, and Ireland, but I do a really poor job <laughs> because I'm fucking wasted because of these fucking limeys and fucking uh, Irish <laughs> are fucking me up. You guys need Oh, yeah, I'm going. When did you leave a message? Hello, yeah, it's Dwayne again. Um, <laughs> D has definitely enjoyed his limey crack. Well, because he <laughs> crack. And I'm um, Lance. <laughs> you're, you're a fucking, you're just muscle. He's a faggot. You're, you're a faggot. <laughs> he says you're, you are a faggot. He says you're the faggiest faggot that he's ever fucking met. And that's it. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Uh, Lance, can you please give me back my real touch? <laughs> <laughs> I need that shit, man. Thank you. Goodbye. He's not even using it.